This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the second Sunday of Easter, the Feast of Divine Mercy. Officially, I didn't watch TV during Lent, except the Catholic channel EWTN. But someone drew my attention to the short series of programmes that was made about the Camino de Compostela, the pilgrimage route across northern Spain that pilgrims and religious seekers have been undertaking for centuries, and which has as its goal and destination the great church of Compostela. According to tradition, St James the Apostle is buried and venerated there um, since at least the 12th century. This particular series shows a group of seven B-list celebrities making the Camino, three of whom, three of whom are lapsed Catholics. And you know what they say, that when a Catholic goes wrong, then they go very wrong. Well, during their two-week walk on the Camino, they talk openly about faith, doubt, and the existence of God, sometimes in a disarming way. What comes through is a sense that we can't really be certain of anything, least of all our faith. And yet these seven characters are really all looking for something, and if nothing else, it was their sense of doubt that was drawing them on in pilgrimage. In the 21st century, we've all become doubting Thomases. We require hard physical evidence for everything. Taking miracles on faith and trust isn't easy for us. The instinct to demand to see isn't necessarily unhealthy. G.K. Chesterton said that doubts are like wearing a piece of clothing that's uncomfortable or irritating to the skin. Doubts are like that. They ensure we don't stay still or become complacent. But of course, Christian belief is built on reason. It is faith-seeking understanding, tested by healthy inquiry and contemptuous of superstition. Ultimately, we acknowledge that we're never going to know Jesus 100% in this life. But our trust in him and that we will be with him one day in the next life is what faith is all about. Now, if Jesus were around today, we could only speculate on the kind of reaction his presence would provoke from the media. Celebrity atheists would say that Jesus was not a faith healer, but a quack. Socialists would say that he never challenged the gross inequalities of our economic capitalist system. Conservatives would say he was a socialist. After Jesus raised the millionth person from the dead, he might well ask, what do I have to do to make you see and believe? And the masses would still be sceptical, because our post-religious, snappy, ironic culture doesn't prize trust very highly. It has come to confuse cynicism with sophistication. Which is strange, really, because we do many things on trust, and one of them is love. I trust, for instance, that my family loves me. I might not see many of them often, and we might fall out occasionally when we discuss current affairs, but I don't need a scientific experiment to prove to me the love that exists between us. And then there's trust. This morning I boarded an aeroplane and a boat and I trusted that the pilot and the captain would take me back to London. We perform many things based on the bonds of love and trust without having to have them proven. The existence of God and the resurrection is one of them. 
Jesus doesn't want us to have to put our fingers into the wounds the nails have made. He wants us simply to love and trust him. That should be enough. And it is enough for us to be called blessed in the gospel, because blessed rather are those who have not seen and yet believe. Well, this weekend we celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday because in this moment of doubting, Thomas became believing Thomas. He professes Jesus to be his Lord and his God. And Jesus confers his mercy on the church at that moment by conferring on the apostles the power to administer divine pardon and mercy in his name. And it was Saint Pope John Paul II who gave us this lovely feast this weekend, just a short time before his own death. It was given, it's given, it was given as an impetus by Sister Faustina Kowalska, who died in 1938, and she's now herself declared a saint. She'd received the vision of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and experienced his promise of divine mercy for the world. It's so central, really, to the message of the Gospel of this Sunday of Easter. Jesus has come to call to the love of the Father all those who are most in need of the mercy of God. And that's all of us, in some way or another. And so we can summarise the basics of this devotion to God's mercy as simply an ABC. A. Ask for God's mercy. B. Be merciful. And C. Completely trust in God's love and mercy for us. We ask for the intercession of St Thomas and of our Blessed Lady, who is the Mother of Mercy, to give us the grace to love and trust unconditionally in him who died and rose again from the dead, the grace of which is renewed for us on this octave day of the Lord's resurrection. Let us pray. God of everlasting mercy, who in the very recurrence of the Paschal Feast kindled the faith of the people you have made your own, increase, we pray, the grace you have bestowed, that all may grasp and rightly understand in what font they have been washed, by whose spirit they have been reborn, by whose blood they have been redeemed. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.